Army, get ready because we have a mega catch-up episode for you. We're talking about so many things in this episode, including RM dropping a new mixtape, BTS's new collaboration with a mystery artist, BTS accepting a Cultural Merit Award in South Korea, and their tourism campaign in Seoul. We're discussing all this and so much more, so join us. Let's get it. And we're back. Yes, we're back. So much has been going on. We don't even know where to start. So just bear with us in this episode because we're either going to be all over the place or it's just going to be really long because BTS has given us so much in the last few days and we just really don't know what to do with ourselves. They decided to get super busy while my life also got really busy. So this is going to be a very interesting episode because Molly has done the most of the research and I have done most of just trying to live my life. So I'm going to probably be reacting. So I'll be like you, Army, if you're trying to get your news just from the podcast and you're trying to be like, I want to know what's up with BTS, but I want it in a nice digestible format, then I'm going to be like you in the audience kind of reacting. And I know a little bit of what's going on, but I also... Mm. I'm still in the dark, too. <laughs> so this will be an interesting episode. We hope you love it. So also want to give a shout out to any of you who are listening. You know who you are because you're listening right now. Hi. Um, <laughs> but we've been so excited because our our podcast is starting to get downloaded in a lot of different places in the world, which is so exciting to us. Like each person out there downloading, we're just so excited that we can create this thing and people around the world can listen to it. Yeah, we when we started this, we were like, you know what, this is just going to be fun. We don't even care if anyone ever listens to it. But now that people are starting to listen to it, we're so excited and we want to put out good stuff for you guys. And this is really, really new to us. So we're going to try to improve every single episode. All right. So what do we know? Where is BTS right now? And what have they been doing? To answer that question, I think we have to go back a little bit. So the last time we left off on our episode, they were just getting ready to start in Paris. So yes, already they're done with the European leg of their tour. And we wanted to talk about that a little bit because there was some drama that happened in Paris. Molly, break it down for us. (laughs) All righty. We all know like every one of them got injured or sick or whatever. They just ran themselves (laughs) ragged this whole tour. We appreciate it so much because they wanted to give their best performances. But apparently um, V was was getting sick or he, you know, he physically couldn't sing. He started like losing his voice the first night of their Paris stop. He was singing as best as he could. And then uh, they started singing The Truth Untold. And he has, you know, a couple higher parts in that song. And he wasn't able to sing them. So he let ARMY sing them for him, which actually was really cool. 
and we'll put a link to one of those videos because it was really touching to hear, you know, they're in Paris and you can understand what everyone's saying. They're singing his part in Korean. He got really emotional at the end and he started crying and there were times like Jimin went over to comfort him and it just shows like how much of a family that they are and care for each other. And it just, it was so heartbreaking because, you know, they're almost finished. They have two shows left and he can't sing. He's been singing this whole time and it's not anyone told him not to sing or anything like that. He physically could not do it. They're all such perfectionists and want to give a good show that it just really got to him. I'm sure you've probably seen some videos or pictures all over social media of him crying. And if you haven't, don't go seek them out because you're definitely going to (laughs) cry. So everything that Molly is saying rings so true. Like the first thing that I heard when she told me about this, um, we were texting about it as it was happening or as we first heard about it a few days ago. I was like, these guys need to rest. This is just taking them all down like bowling pins, like one by one. It's like, bam, bam, bam. You know, you got Jungkook, you got Jimin, you got V. Jeez Louise, they got to slow down. So I'm actually glad that this was like the last part of their tour until, well, they have a rest until they, you know, start with like the Asian um, part of their tour. I am glad for that because they need to. But it does make me also concerned for the future when they're touring and they have more dates. Like, for instance, maybe the next tour they do in America, there's 30 dates or something. Right. And I'm like, oh, gosh, what's going to happen? It was really sad. And actually, um, I just want to play a little something for our audience. So uh, here we go. <laughs> Like, V just looks so sad and dejected. I don't want them to cry. I don't want them to feel bad. But this is, like, the sort of thing that, like, makes me like BTS so much. I mean, there's so many reasons besides, (laughs) like, their talent. Their vulnerability and their perfectionism, their need from a deep place to put on the best show possible. This is Mm -hmm. something that's out of his control and yet he's still so sad that he can't like sing the song for the audience but I feel like also the armies were like hey we got you we love you to just sing back to him and I just felt like that was just such like a moment that's just very much representative of what this relationship is between Mm -hmm. fans and artists within BTS yep it was it was definitely a, a cool moment and I watched some fan cams from the second night and his voice seemed to have been better. Oh yeah. I totally forgot about this. Um, He got on and did a V live with J-Hope and it was so good. It was really funny because J-Hope was actually teasing him about crying. It was really cute because you could tell it was definitely out of a loving and big brother type of way. And he's like, Oh yeah, you cried last night. And he's like, you couldn't sing. And He's like, I would have done the exact same thing. I would have cried in that situation, too. And it wasn't a very long V Live. Their connection was really bad um, at their hotel in Paris. So it actually got cut off and then they came back on for a little bit. But it was really cute. And their relationship is really funny. They ended Paris on a high note, uh, I guess, literally, with V being able to (laughs) sing. They actually came back to South Korea. 
Yeah, so they actually just got back uh, being in the States. So, well, we'll kind of backtrack just a little bit. Um, There was some news that was kind of teased to us while they were in Paris about RM's new track list, his new little album that was released yesterday. Just to describe it in words, because it's very a visual thing that he kind of teased. It was like this picture. It had like, what did it have? Like playlist scratched out or mixtape? No, mixtape scratched out. I'm not looking at it. I should. It be had. Yeah, I, I actually have it as the background on my phone right now. So it's an <laughs> RM playlist, and then it has the title of it, mono, and then up in the corner it says mixtape, and it's scratched out. So he wanted to tease to us, um, the actual image was black and it had mixtape and then it had the names of the tracks on it. And so he, uh, he definitely teased that to us and it gave us a date. So October the 23rd. So what I was going to say about that is that here in the States, we were really lucky with the, the time difference in Korea. So they put it out at midnight on, on the 23rd in Korea. So that was Tuesday here so we got it a day early in the states but as far as like other things go now that they're in korea things are happening 14 17 hours ahead of our time so all this stuff's happening like while we're asleep or we're not paying attention because we don't really realize what time it is in korea so they got back to korea and i had no idea because of the time difference and then all of a sudden i'm seeing all these videos and posts i'm like wait where are these coming from Oh, well, they just arrived in Korea. A really cute thing that happened. So they all should be models, by the way. So they're all like <laughs> decked out in new clothing that they bought while they were abroad. They have their masks on and they're getting off the plane all walking in the airport like models. And then V, Jimin, and J-Hope take their jackets off. They come in together. They stop. They take their coats off. And they have these t-shirts on with Jimin's face on it. And it's so cute because if any of you do have V Live in random episodes, they'll all have the same t-shirt on with a member's face on it. And it's usually like a funny picture, something like that. And in a V Live episode, Jimin had described that he wanted a shirt and exactly <laughs> what he wanted it to say. Jimin finally got his shirt. So they had... Jimin's face on the front. Um, it has a heart on the back and it says, oh, I've got to find that now. We, I'm all messed up on this. And it says something about army on the back. It was so cute. But yeah, so they got back to Korea to a huge welcome. And there were also actually army representatives that were standing around the perimeter to protect the guys. They were like holding signs, telling everyone else to stand back and to give them space And they were, like, protecting the guys from the people, all the people that were at the airport. It was really cool. Yeah, I mean, ARMY, hello, this fan base is, like, no other fan base. Like, I did, you know, I have been out of it, but I did get a little glimpse of that and, like, the fan project for them at the airport to try to, like, kind of give them a sense of privacy. And, you know, that's really interesting because I was reading an article, I can't remember what 
It was something around the time that like they were, tra- I think it was when they were traveling between maybe Berlin to Paris, mm-hmm. but they were traveling like private, I think. And it like kind of hit me that I was like, you know, they kind of have to do that now. They're right. at the level of fame where they can't just be in airports or on commercial flights and be okay. People are like going nuts. So you wonder what that changes about things like the more famous you get, like there are benefits, but there's also like, you can't like go to the store. You can't do anything like normal anymore. And now you can't even like go to the airport. And, but I get it too. I get that. Like if I, okay, we all know we're, we're new to this fandom, but I know that like even getting these tickets for burn the stage was crazy as if you didn't hear in the last episode I got a little bit angry because they released the tickets early but getting tickets to a movie with BTS is already like kind of crazy so going to a concert or whatever is hard to do so if you have a chance at the airport where it's like kind of like oh okay I may get a glimpse of them in a way that I'll never get I get that as a fan like I want to see them I want to you know whatever so I get that but I also get the argument of like let them have something they've been traveling and also think about the pressure of coming off a plane looking all right i was just flying yesterday (laughs) and let me tell you that's not how it went because just like burn the stage they decided to start boarding early and when you're southwest airlines which okay if you're an international listener which we have a few of those hey there um, but if you're not in America, you might not know what Southwest is. It's this airline where you don't have a reserved seat until like you're on the plane. So you don't reserve your seats. It's basically like you get in line and you get a number in line. And then once you go in that order of the number in line, you can pick your seat once you're on. So if you get an higher, an earlier number, you can pick like whatever seat you want. And so it could be the back of the plane, the front of the plane, whatever your preference is, right? I always, you know, try to get, I try to get my reservation number or my whatever number early so I can get my most chances of getting my like seat that I want. Right. Well, they decided to start boarding like 15, 10 minutes early, which means that like, if you're getting there on time for boarding, oh, now you have a bad seat. Okay. So you're already grumpy when you fly it is stressful right and you're sweaty and you're tired and you've got that recycled air and so like when I came off the plane I did not look like a superstar the way that they did with their mask and their Chanel sugar and his Chanel you know I look like I got ran over by a pickup truck right and I just <laughs> flew uh recently and I'm gonna be flying again this weekend and I need to step my game up for one on my <laughs> outfit choices these guys were on like a 14 hour flight regardless of if it was a private jet or not mm-hmm. you're still in an airplane for 14 hours I fly for three hours and same I look like I got hit by a bus and yeah. they're on the airplane for 14 hours And they come off it looking like models. Do you guys have like showers in there and you're doing your like face routines? They probably are doing their face masks and that kind of stuff. (laughs) And they're having like spa day on their private jet while they're coming home so they can look good when they get off the plane. 
Because the plate is dry. It is dry as all heck, but they're all hydrated, dewy, you know, and (laughs) they look good. And the thing is, it's not just like get off the plane, but you have all these cameras, you have all these fans, you got to look happy. I was like, get me home, get me some food. I was probably yelling at my boyfriend, like, I'm hungry. Um, (laughs) I'd be a horrible celebrity. Oh, that's that's awesome. Flying is not fun. It I they make it look effortless and easy and it it was really cute in one of the videos. The it's focused on Sugar, but you can see Jungkook in the back and he's like he's waving and I'm doing it right now like you can see me. He's like waving really cute at the fans and but then he kind of goes back to his like model status and just keeps walking and I don't know how they do it. But I guess that's also part of their training, too. You know, they yeah. learn how to be in front of the public and work the cameras. And they've been doing this for so long now that they're naturals at it. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, I think people who are celebrities should be people who want to be like, I, I just, I get very hangry. So yeah. I wouldn't want to take it out on fans. And I don't think I would. But like, I'm just saying that's a, like a lot to like, have on your shoulders, like get off a plane, but this could be the best moment and most important moment in someone else's life and you're just trying to walk to a van so anyway they got back to South Korea and then it just kind of went nuts I I I don't know what happened I don't know what they're thinking like maybe they know that we can handle this or they think we can handle this but so they get back to South Korea RM's mixtape comes out mono please download it stream it it is so good i have j-hope's his solo album i have sugar's solo album and rm is just like i don't know this 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 album is so relaxing and he's so deep and also to go along with it they've started putting out the lyric videos to almost they've got three of them out now i think And I'm sure they're going to put one out every single day. So not only are we getting this new album, we get basically music videos to go with them every single day as well. And yeah, it's ridiculous. (laughs) They're they're so deep. I can't take it. I know. It's crazy. And RM is just such a great writer and producer. You know, he obviously had a lot of collaboration on it but he did this mainly by himself or on his own and he writes all of the lyrics and then he gets you know all of the people he knows to help him produce it and and put it together and make it what it is but please please um i actually signed up for whale alert rm has like surpassed he surpassed J-Hope. He surpassed Love Yourself album. He topped number one on iTunes in like 88 countries, I believe. This and it's just insane. like, it, it is. And this was all within like 24, not even 24 hours. Like it was nuts. And he's so great. And ARMY is so great to do this and, and to well, help him. And I want to say something because this is something that I wasn't prepared for. It's free. Yeah. It is free, free 99, free dollars. 
So you, when you're saying, you know, because you know sometimes people are like, ah, oh, something's released. You're like, oh, I don't know. I don't want right. to buy anything. Like, it's free. Like, and he has it in so many formats. You can go and stream it or you can go download it and have, like, the files for yourself through a whole different list of places. So, like, for me, I thought it was so cool that this project that he's been working on is just out there for free that you can have. So there's not really any reason to not download it. Yeah, and I love it. I I read something, I think, on Twitter, and it was like, thank you, RM, for allowing people who can't, you know, who maybe can't afford to go buy it, still be able to listen to it. And that just shows, like, that the music means a lot to him, and that the lyrics mean a lot, and that that's what he wants, is to get the message across and get the message out there, regardless of whether you can afford it or not. Before they started, like, some of them came from nothing you know they didn't come from wealthy families and so they know what it's like to struggle and they love music so much that they want everyone to be able to listen to it regardless of their status to me this is why bts is in sync 2.0 i know i have referenced this many times sounding like an old lady who's like i remember when the beatles was hot you know I know with my oldies tunes, but I'm going to have to kick it back old school because, again, I've said this before and I'm probably going to say it three million more times. But Justin was like, I'm going to do my solo work. I'll be back. And he never was back. But what I love about BTS is that they can do their solo things. He can have a project like this. Suga's had August D. J-Hope's had Hope World. They can pursue music that's like personal, like individual thing. But then Mm -hmm. they come back to the group. And I love that the group supports it. So it's like there's seven individual strong characters, talents and everything. They can do their own thing and come together. And it doesn't like wreck the group. It's not about spotlight jealousy like oh i'm only doing this group so i can like release my own stuff bye hello let's get a more recent reference fifth harmony something like that you know what i mean and so that's why i appreciate and love them so much they're there for the collective the priority is the group but the group also loves the individuals and allows them to like express music to their heart's content I'm not going to get too deep into this because Molly and I are going to do a special bonus episode, but we were reading this book, an unauthorized guy (laughs) and fan like book to BTS. And one of the things that um, Sugar was saying here, I go talking about Sugar again, (laughs) but (laughs) one of the things Sugar was saying was when he released August D like fans were like, Oh my gosh, we didn't know that he like struggled so much with like Mm -hmm. depression or all these things. That's not the type of music that as a group that they make, but he had an avid, and an outlet for releasing these things and for like letting other people out there know like it's okay to deal with it so I'm just so in love with BTS for this reason so yes RM he released his mixtape so Molly I have a question because here's the thing I haven't listened to the full thing when I was packing and getting ready to go I did put it on in the background but Listen, I'm also a last minute packer, so I could not pay that much attention. My life is up in flames, fire, you know. <laughs> so I I couldn't pay that much attention, but I listened to it. It had a nice like, it had a nice like mellow um groove from what I could tell. It was like very chill. But I wanted to ask you, what are your favorite tracks from it? What do you like the best out of it? So, and I I just wanted to also add that they're each other's biggest fans, and this kind of goes along with it. Jimin tweeted from their Twitter account, the second track, Soul, 
And mm-hmm. it's about RM's like love hate relationship with the city. And that was initially like my favorite track just because of the vibes that it had. But I streamed or I, I had it on repeat for like hours. And Moonchild and Forever Rain are my two two favorites right now. I, I love all of them. They all have really cool vibes. Um, but Moonchild and the the lyric video just came out for Moonchild and it hit me it hit me hard. I really loved Moonchild and then Forever Rain and both of those are I think probably two of the deeper deeper tracks. They have a lot of they have a lot more English in them than Moonchild the first like two verses are all in English and then his then he goes into rapping in Korean. But there's a lot more English in a lot of them. And he has a couple tracks with collaborations um, with some Korean artists, which I think is really cool. Um, I was actually a little surprised by the sound because I know I said I had it in the background, but like my boyfriend was also listening. I'm like so slowly turning him into I mean, he would say he's a casual BTS fan, by, but by proxy, he's turning into probably more of a casual fan just from absorbing all this knowledge and things I talk about. Right. <laughs> um, but when I put it on in the background because he's packing, too, he's like, you know, I wasn't really expecting this from RM. It's more like um, a Drake kind of vibe. Mm -hmm. And it's true. He did a lot more like sing talking. Because, you know, when he does BTS songs, he does a lot more like, you know, harder, quicker hitting raps. And so it actually was a very different vibe than I was expecting. Not in a bad way or anything, but I definitely could see the Drake influence. And if you listen to and watch any interviews with BTS, they really love Drake. Mm -hmm. And they talk about him and mention him a lot. So definitely that is what's going on. And I also noticed when I was packing like the English, like you were saying, because, you know, I was like, oh, wait, I understand what's going on. So yeah, there's a lot of English in this and even the titles of the songs, you know? Yeah. And it, um, I wasn't as surprised from the vibe. I don't think just because I feel like I've watched with V live. Um, I actually, I don't think I told you this. I bought the Bon Voyage season three, his presence off stage reflects this track he's very mellow he um he's really deep he likes when they go off and do stuff like in pairs or or whatever like they're always really deep in conversation like he's a big conversationalist and he likes history and uh in one of the bon voyage episodes he and j-hope go uh they're in malta and they go into this this palace and he like he already researched the history of it before they went into it so he's telling j-hope all these things uh one night he and jimin are at dinner together and they're sitting there and they just have like this deep conversation and so this track to me like really represents who he is and i was just thinking about this earlier they're totally different on stage than they are off stage even though they write a lot of their songs as a group, I feel like you were kind of saying they have to write these songs to kind of appeal to the masses and be something that they all can sing and do because they all are also different. These solo tracks or, or albums can really reflect who they are as people. Like you were saying with Suga, he was able to talk about things that are close to him that affect him with depression, and he's really able to express that. And RM is able to express his deep thoughts, you know, through through mono. And yeah, you need to listen to it from start to finish. And it's and it's not really long. So there's only eight tracks and they're all about three to four minutes long. So it doesn't take take very long to listen to the whole thing. 
So um, yeah, I'll definitely have to listen to it and then give my thoughts in a follow-up episode about it. But yeah, I definitely can tell that like I already knew RM was like pretty deep even from um some of the things that I read and some of the things that I saw and it's funny that like my two bias or favorites even though they're all my favorites let's be honest I love them all and I don't think BTS could exist without any of them but my two the two ones that I kind of feel the strongest affinity towards for me personally are Suga and RM who tend to be like the ones that are like little philosophers but they all have a depth even the most quote-unquote shallow of BTS is probably like deeper than your average other group you know right and then the one other thing I wanted to touch on real quick is it's so funny. You're right. They have such a difference in stage persona and their real life. It doesn't feel like fake or anything. No. But but I know that I was like surprised, but like pleasantly surprised. So I just had seen like videos and performances, right? I knew nothing about their personality. So it's just like, oh, okay, I love Mic Drop. We know that. And DNA is really cool. And so I was watching the videos and I'm like, they're such, you know, great dancers and whatever. But I was like, who are they? I want to know more. And when I started watching like interviews and stuff, I was just like so blown away. I just felt so connected to them. They're like my type of people. I feel like on the same wavelength as them, like same sense of humor, laughing. I just feel like they're great people that you'd want to be like friends with and be around. And you just, they have such a way of connecting to you. And I know that some of that could be like, oh, media training and like, oh, they're prepped for this and whatever. But I feel like I don't feel that way with any other group or whatever. I know maybe all of ARMY feels this way, but it's like, I feel like they're meant for me. This is very special. It's not just like, oh, I like them. It's like, wow, like the conversations that they're having and the interviews and the things that they're saying, like, feel like not me exactly. Obviously, it doesn't feel like I'm on stage or dancing or whatever. <laughs> But they feel like, oh, those are the types of people I'd want to be friends with or I admire. And like their humor is my lane because like everybody has a different sense of humor. Sometimes, you know, what a group of people find funny, other people don't. Humor also doesn't always translate across cultures. Mm -hmm. Different things are seen as funny. But like when they talk or make jokes or even when RM was on Ellen, which was one of the first interviews that I'd ever seen. And he was like making jokes and stuff. I was like, oh, yeah, like I could just get into it. And so you're totally right. Like there's a different like persona it's just like this lovable cozy thing that makes you admire like their ability to like turn it on on stage even more yeah you're right it's not fake at all it's stage presence versus their personalities they have stage presence and that is where their training came from they know how like we were talking about when we realized who jungkook really was we figured out who they are individually watching their performances we realized how he knew how to work a camera that comes from their training. So their stage presence, their, their formal training, all of that, that's one thing. And then they have these quirky, funny personalities off stage. And like you said, I could totally be friends with them. Anytime I watch a V live run BTS or Bon Voyage episode, I just want to be there with them because they're so much fun. And not only are they funny, they do have really great conversations. They talk about meaningful stuff all the time too. And they don't just, they don't just sit around and laugh and crack jokes. They also have real conversations with each other. Yeah. Uh, they're so great. Okay. So anyway, enough um, gushing because we're going to gush. Well, and I want to kind of to lead into this a little bit talking about RM so much. 
this is something that you had found. RM was also voted as uh, the best leader in K-pop. So Mnet had a poll and they wanted to pinpoint who was the best leader in K-pop. There were, I believe, seven nominees. Um, and, and it wasn't just male K-pop. It was all of K-pop groups. And RM got 53% of the votes. Let me also explain this, because, again, K-pop is different than, like, American pop. I know we have our international listeners. But for the American ones, like, we don't have a designated leader in a group. We might talk about, like, who we think is the best or who we think is, you know, in the forefront or, like, the lead singer. But that's all unofficial. It's more of, like, speculation, hearsay, and whatever. So, for instance, Beyonce was in Destiny's Child and everybody's like, well, Beyonce's the leader of Destiny's Child, but it wasn't like a formal position for her. It's right. just that she would sing most of the lead. She did like some producing, some writing and stuff like that. But it was more people talking like, oh, we know Beyonce is going to go solo or we know Beyonce wants the spotlight. Like it's just a whole different thing in the United States. When they talk about this in K-pop, each group, from my understanding, actually has a designated leader. Like mm-hmm. they are the one who's supposed who are, is supposed to resolve like group conflicts. The one who's supposed to like kind of just keep them. They're not a manager, like a formal manager, but kind of keep them under control, keep them on track, and be like the person within the group to kind of be cohesive, be the glue, and gotta keep them together. And I think that's actually a really smart thing to have because we'll go back to the other example of failure that I like to use, which is Fifth Harmony. And I say that, first of all, not because I hate Fifth Harmony. I actually was a really big fan of Fifth Harmony. And I was really sad to see them break up right before I felt like they were about to like really go places. They didn't have like any of that. And there's a lot of like butting heads and a lot of like misunderstandings and a lot of being against each other and wanting to do your solo thing. And I think having someone who's designated to be like, okay, I'm going to smooth out these rough parts. I'm going to be the sandpaper to the group. I'm going to make sure like, I noticed this is going on. It's my responsibility to take it rather than if there is no leader, then it's no one's responsibility, you know? And so that's why this is kind of like different. And the other thing I wanted to explain is like Mnet, from my understanding and watching a lot of YouTube videos, is kind of like an MTV for k-pop and korean music you know i I mean mtv here doesn't really play music anymore but it used to be like the leader and the place that you would go for performances and music and everything so just in case you're not really knowing what this all is that's my understanding of it yeah and i just i just thought it was really cool because there were over two hundred thousand votes that came in RM got over 53 percent or over 50 percent it was almost 53 percent of the votes I just I think that's also a really cool honor to know that among his peers, he was voted by fans as being the best leader of a group. And I think this is going to be something that we discuss more in a different bonus episode, like we said about the book that we just recently read, a book review. I know that doesn't sound exciting, but it's going to be good. Um, We have a lot to say about what we've learned about BTS as a result of that. But one of the things that I learned is that RM was BTS at its core. First member, first person, even through the changes and as they kind of got more people in the group and whatever, it's always been kind of about RM. It actually started off as like a hip hop group duo. And so it was going to be RM and this other guy, right? That's really important to think about. Like, so he's a leader, but he's also like, 
in the fabric and the DNA of the group. I think he has a specific sense of ownership over it too, Mm -hmm. because, and he probably had a lot of weight in the decisions and like what they were doing, because if he was the first one and they wanted him and they wanted to base a group around him and what he was doing, then he has to be on board with all this. But at the same time, he also is like, okay, I have to take ownership of this group because like I'm the thread that's the constant that's been here since the beginning. So I th- I can't speak for other leaders. Like, I don't know much about K-pop. So I don't know if it's like they're elected after the fact or like, oh, yeah, we've been training, but you really stepped up as a leader. So right. you're going to be it. And maybe in a different situation, if RM wasn't there in the beginning, maybe someone like Jungkook, who's like, you know, superstar at everything, might have been like the leader or something. But I, I just feel like so much of who BTS is, is because of RM. I can just see it in the way that he leads when he does like interviews and stuff abroad. Right. So he it comes naturally, but I also think it's a fit because he's so much of who he is is in the group. It is, and that actually uh, reminds me of something in one of the Bon Voyage episodes. There in Malta, it's a Mediterranean uh, little country. but they speak English there as well. RM was having to translate a lot. And J-Hope says something. He says he feels bad for RM and then he must be tired for translating so much for them. And he's like, he just needs to stop and enjoy the trip. And so he's not even doing it on purpose. They're kind of trying to, the other guys were trying their best in certain situations. They can maybe order some food. They can say thank you and they can, you know, point and maybe they know numbers and things like that. If someone says an entire sentence to them, they might only understand one or two words out of it. And so RM has to kind of step in and say, "Okay, this is what's going on. That's not a formal interview. That's not something that, you know, he is prepared for that. He's like, "Okay, I'm going to be the translator. That's just him as a friend and as a brother stepping in and translating to make everyone else feel comfortable and it not be like an awkward situation and there were a couple times that um they kind of they all go off in pairs and Jimin and Jungkook were out together Jimin keeps saying he's like our English is embarrassing and you could tell he's kind of he actually is a little embarrassed that they can't communicate when RM is around, he steps in and takes on that role and he orders their food for them and he takes care of all of that stuff for everyone else in the group when they're not able to do it. And that's just who he is. That's not something that he's paid extra to do or is like, oh, this is your job. That's just him. Yeah, I mean, and for them to break out, like him knowing English actually in terms of being in an international group is really crucial like yeah the music you don't have to have it be in english you know their beats are sick their song you know they're they they can do it in a different language but right now this is just how it is english kind of is that foreign language that people have in common and for a variety of reasons uh that i won't get into but that's what connects them and it's not even just about oh connecting them to americans or canadians or brits it's like a lot of people have that as their second language. So it really is like, if they're listening to an interview, they're probably looking for English subtitles at the very least too. Or they're looking right. for like, oh, okay, I'm speaking English. That's something I can understand. You know, a lot of people in their international fan base, I don't know how many know Korean and maybe they're still like striving and want to learn it. Like we have an interest in learning, but at the same time, it's like 
a lot of people, if they were in school or whatever, they were learning English just for the different opportunities. And that's kind of like the lingua franca of the world right now. You know, back in the day, it used to be French. So it changes and it right. could change. But right now it's English. So I think they're also starting to see, especially as they gain in popularity, like how much it would be beneficial to know English. But in the meantime, RM has been like really killing it as their translator and making it very natural. And that's like so helpful to have someone who does that and can just do it so well. But you're right. It that is exhausting. And anyone who's ever I've studied abroad multiple times. And so, uh, you know, French is the language that I studied in and as well as German. And it is exhausting. It is so tiring to think and communicate and speak yourself in another language, you know, and um, it's very taxing. And they're already doing a lot of traveling and a lot of other things. And now not only do you have to, like, translate for yourself, but translate for everybody around you. Yeah, it's it's a lot. So he no wonder he went to the U.N. because he was doing double time. Yeah. He was doing <laughs> the UNICEF stuff. And he was also just working as a translator and an ambassador to <laughs> South Korea. Well, we we had wanted to go chronologically with some of the stuff we're talking about, but everything just got thrown at us at the same time. So this actually is a really great lead in to um, what I want to talk about next. So BTS has a new song coming out. So we saw on Twitter a couple days ago that there was this mysterious billboard in California. It just said BTS and it had these seven circles and then there was another circle at the bottom. And so we're like, hmm, what's going on here? So every day a different letter was revealed. So it was BTS, the letter A, then the next day the letter N, then the next day, the letter D. So we kind of already knew that it was going to be a collaboration. So Twitter was like all in a tizzy about who it was going to be. Um, people were saying Sean Mendez, um, Ariana Grande had been thrown in there because there, there were rumors that they were going to do some kind of collaboration. There were all sorts of rumors of who it was going to be. Well, no surprise, it is with Steve Aoki. They've already done two collaborations with him before he remixed mic drop erica oh yes yes (laughs) and he i don't know if um if you know this erica he also produced the truth untold which is one of my favorite songs the song i've actually tried been learning in korean which i think i successfully have learned he's done a lot with them and they met a couple of years ago and just kind of hit it off and so they're coming out with a new song with Stevie Oki. It's actually on his new album. So it's kind of Stevie Oki collaborating with BTS. It's going to be in English. The song is all in English. He teased it. So let me see. I'm going to try to play in a minute. Well, while you look for that, I just want to say... I'm so excited. So again, I told you at the beginning of this episode, I've been kind of in the dark a little bit about what's going on with BTS just because I've been trying to get my life together. I did see about the the mystery collaboration, but I wasn't sure about like what was happening with that. So I didn't even know it was with my baby boo. I don't know why I'm calling him that, but (laughs) with, (laughs) with Steve Aoki, because listen, listen, mic drop. I've heard the regular version. And it's good. 
You know, it, we wouldn't have a Mike Drop Steve Aoki version without Mike without, Drop without yeah. Steve Aoki. But with Steve, he just knew how to take that song to places it needed to go. And it just reaches to the depths of my soul. So I'm so excited about what this next collaboration could be because I just love them together. He's like the next, he's like the eighth mystery member of BTS to me. <laughs> right. Steve actually teased us with a little preview of the song. It's called Waste It On Me. You can, I can hear Jungkook and Jimin 100%. Someone else on Twitter said they could hear V in the preview. And we've heard the guys sing, you know, one or two sentences, maybe that are like short sentences in English. But this song is going to be all in English. So I'm going to play. And I know there's no making this right, this right. And I know there's no changing your mind, your mind. But we both know each other tonight, tonight. So my time is nothing more than just a waste of time. Waste it on me. That's uh, <laughs> and when I first heard it, I was just like, oh my gosh, I don't know how I feel about them singing it all in English, just because I know we've had this conversation before about how they've stayed true to themselves, that all their songs are in Korean and that they, you know, occasionally throw in some English words for effect in the song or whatever. And now all of a sudden they're doing a collaboration all in English. At first it was like, I don't know how I feel about that. But the more I listen to the preview, like I'm obsessed with the song. And apparently tomorrow morning on a California radio station, um, Steve is going to be doing an interview and they're going to play the whole song. So tomorrow we should be able to hear the entire thing. So that'll be the day we release our podcast. So I guess technically today we should be able to hear the whole song. It's going to be the first track on Steve's new album. So that'll be kind of the one to promote. He's smart to be able to do this and to put them as their first, as his first track on his new album. Cause that's going to be like set the whole tone for it. And people, so many people are going to listen to this and a lot of people who either don't know who BTS are or really care because they don't speak Korean are going to hear this song and be like, oh my gosh, this song's really good. And then they're going to want to listen to BTS. It kind of makes me sad in a way because more Americans are going to like them now, I feel like. I know we're not, but I kind of feel like we're the only two people in America that like them. <laughs> well, that's definitely not true. But actually... <laughs> and I know that's definitely not true. But I feel, I don't know, I feel protective of them in the States and that... Um, I mean, I, I can't feel that way because we just like... We got to start liking them in the middle of this like huge craze, so I can't I, I can't hate on it. But what I will say is this: that was my first time even hearing or knowing anything like really about the song. I like it. I like it a lot, actually. I think I was having a little bit of an opposite re reaction than you did, Molly, in the sense of, and I was surprised by it. It was so <laughs> hearing Jungkook like sing in English. 
I don't know. That felt good. <laughs> like, I know. To be honest, like I didn't think that the language like really got to me that much, you know. And it and it doesn't stop me from like loving them, but like hearing them like speak in like my native language and like not just a word here or there, like me and a billboard, me and a worldwide, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love and I say all day, every day, by the way. My boyfriend is tired of me saying that. But it's not like the same, you know? But to hear like all of this, all of it together, like sentences and like phrases and like, and it's perfect. Whoa, wait a minute. We can have a conversation. <laughs> I want to hear but it again. <laughs> also, the thing is, so I've been learning the truth untold. Um, I've been doing the Romanized version. So I've been looking how you know, the Korean words are said and I've learned it, but I haven't, you know, I don't know what they mean. So I can sing the whole song in Korean, but I don't know what it means. And so I think that's kind of, that's what they do. They read the English, they say these words, but they don't really know a hundred percent what they mean. I really got that when I was watching this Bon Voyage, watching Jimin and Jungkook trying to, <laughs> make their way around Malta, you know, try to speak English. I feel like Jungkook has a lot more English speaking parts sometimes in the songs, but he still is like, huh? What? He doesn't know what somebody's saying when they... I mean, I totally think that's the case. I mean, with this though, I mean, and I don't know if Steve was there like, no, you gonna say these words without an accent. I don't know, but um, and maybe they gave him also a translation of the lyrics so they can like right. really feel it and stuff, yep. but I totally agree with what you're saying because like, I love it but like fake love, you know, like they do say like fake a love, you know, like right. it's not exactly like how you would say it if you're British, Canadian or, you know, American, Australian, whatever, and an English, an English native speaker. And I think it's cute, but I was actually, again, I guess I talked to my boyfriend a lot about BTS stuff now that I think about it. Cause I was like, it's either you or my boyfriend. I was like talking to him about it and I was, and I was like, you know, they're learning English you know, they're learning more and more and I'm really excited about it. But I wonder if they're going to look back in a few years and listen to like fake love and think, oh, man, our accents on that. Like, right. oh, man, we say it like so weird on that song. And like, it drives me crazy. Like, again, I love it as a fan. I'm not even criticizing it. I think it's so cute. And I like actually like the little emphasis on that. But again, we don't pronounce the E at the end of a word like that. Right. So I was like wondering about that. It's going to be interesting to see the English thing. But I do... I do agree with you that, like, it is a weird feeling, like, in terms of, like, wow, how do we feel about this? I don't want them to, like, conform. Yeah. I want them to be BTS. And, you know, it is a weird feeling. So I have to hear the rest of the song. I really want it to have that BTS flavor. Yeah. And not just be like, okay, Justin Bieber could have done this song. Or, okay, someone else could have done this song. Justin Timberlake or, you know, someone else, Shawn Mendes or something. I want it to feel like, no, only BTS could have done this song. And I want it to be one of my favorite songs of theirs. But I guess we'll just have to see. But from what I could hear, it sounds good. Jungkook sounds really good. Speaking English. Not gonna lie. Yes, he does. He sounds good saying anything. But yeah, so I felt a little better after there was a little clip of Steve uh, talking about the collaboration, knowing that like it's on Steve's track and it's 
kind of like I said, the opposite thing. It's yeah, BTS collaborating with Stevie Oki and not the other way around. It's not a BTS song. It's a Stevie Oki song with BTS or featuring BTS. I still think they're always going to stay true to themselves with their music and in their next album, but that they, um, you know, wanted to do a song like this now that they are more in the States and to show maybe just to show people in the states like we want you guys to listen to us so we're gonna try to do something in your language as well me and a billboard me and a worldwide wait can we listen to the thing just one more time yeah that was my first time and only time listening to it so i want to hear it one more time all right and i know there's no making this Um, we're going to need a video podcast because I was dancing. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, get it, get it, get it, get it. <laughs> I was too. And Jungkook, if you ever hear this, you can waste, waste it on her <laughs> on me. Yep, you can waste all your time on me. I feel like um, this is like an advertising song like, oh, army, all of your money, all of your time, all of your dedication wasted on us. And I'm uh, like, I've already been doing that. So, yeah, and it ain't no waste. Okay. No, it is not. <laughs> so, you don't have to beg me, Jungkook, because I'm already <laughs> doing it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, he can't even get the sentence out. He's like, wasted up. Nope. It's okay. Listen, I'm here. <laughs> nope. You get the first letter out. I'm here. He's going to be like, actually, get out of my way. Get out of my way. Get out of my way. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No. Okay. I didn't think that the language thing would be that different for me. And again, I like them actually like singing in Korean and I love like that flavor. So I don't want them to change or do everything in English. That's not what I'm saying. But what I will say this is I didn't expect the effect that it would have on me because again, it just feels like, oh my gosh, he's like speaking in our like in our native language and he's speaking so well. And it's like, let's get a coffee. Let's go to Starbucks. And get to know each other better. <laughs> like hey, I'm watch it. <laughs> I know. I'm already offering a date. I'm already taken. He's like, uh <laughs> my boyfriend will be in the car <laughs> and I'll just talk to her. <laughs> This is getting real awkward. Um, wasted on me. He's like, No, not on you. <laughs> but we'll see how it goes. I'm excited to hear like because okay, John Cook's good at everything, right? We know that. I'm excited to hear the other guys in English too. Me like too. and especially like you said, sugar, because like we only hear, you know, like <laughs> I was gonna do it again. <laughs> That's how we hear sugar. So we don't really hear him or him know. saying, Hey, I'm sugar. Yeah, and that's it. That's in an all interview, and that's it. <laughs> all right, energy, 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 enemy, enemy, enemy. You know, we don't hear him really speak like more right. than like a word here or there. So, like, if he raps in English, girl, I'm dead on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's the next song. Pick this girl up off the floor because she dead. Army is dead. <laughs> I don't think I'll be able to handle this, actually. Something that Molly and I are learning is that the more that we learn and know about BTS, the less we can handle. <laughs> yeah, so we were talking about if we ever do go to a concert, I'm not going to be able to handle it. I'm going to be passed out on the floor. Eric is going to be... If you, you know, watch some fan cams and you find the one that the person's screaming the whole time and you can't even hear the concert, that's going to be Erica. But I'm going to be passed out on the floor next to her because we're going to be so close. And I'm going to realize that these guys are actually real. Because right now I just think they're figments of my imagination until I see them in the flesh. But then when that happens, I'm going to pass out on the floor. I should have met them just right after hearing Mike drop the first time and been like, would have been like, okay, hey guys, you're great. I really love your song. Like, it's really cool. I didn't even know who, who was who. I didn't know the names of anyone in the group. That would have been probably the best time to meet them because I would have been normal. Now, I don't even know. You know what I mean? Like, oh gosh, you know, the the more each day that passes, they become more significant in our lives. And maybe I'm hoping that you other armies can really because like, what do you say? I almost OK, Bali would be like, no, I do want to meet them. I want to meet them, but I want to meet them in like a, the right setting. I don't want to be just at the airport, which that would probably be how it is. <laughs> like the way that we said, like all these other armies are like, let's put up signs for their privacy. And I'd be that girl that's like, hey, <laughs> wasted on me <laughs> um <laughs> no right i i'm the same way i would i want to meet them in the right setting i don't want to i've seen a couple of videos where they're doing meet and greets and they just kind of walk past and they sign you know they sign really quick and you only get to stand in front of each one of them for like two or three seconds that's not, no, that's not going to cut it for me. Like, I want to be able to, I don't know, kind of like a mixer type thing where you can talk to them and hang out with them a little bit. And I know that's probably never going to happen, <laughs> but <laughs> like a BTS mixer where army, some army are invited and okay, I would say so VIP, but like invitation only. And there's like a hundred people there and you get to just hang out and talk and meet other army too, but also get to meet them and get to know them a little better too. I've met a couple of like semi-famous people and like, and I'm not talking about just like getting my, like an album signed. Like I've met people like that before too. Like in terms of like meeting someone, like I've met like bloggers or something online. So I know that's a little bit different, but it's not different in the sense of like, you feel like you know them, but right. it's weird because you know all the stuff about them and you have this connection and they know nothing about you. So then right. it's this awkward thing because like you want to talk and be like, oh, hey, you know, I know about this and I know you're doing this and I know about your kids and I know about your wife and I know that you went there here. But you don't also want to be creepy because you're just meeting them. You're like, oh, you want to be like, hey, how are you? So you almost meet a strangers, but you're not strangers. But to them, you're a stranger. And so, like, that's the thing I fear about, like, if I were to ever meet BTS is, like, that weird awkwardness of, like, they're so much a part of, like, I know it's only been like a month and a half or so, but <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I feel like it's been like years, and it's doesn't it? 
Yeah. It's only been a month and a half, but like they're such a part of our daily lives each day. I mean, they're even bringing us together and our friendship closer. And like they, I talk about them with my boyfriend and like we like love their music and everything. So when they're such a part of your everyday life and then you meet them for like 20 seconds and they're like, oh, hey, here's an autograph. It's like, no, I don't want it to be that way. So for me, I'd rather for personally, like I'm getting a choice, <laughs> but I'd rather like if it's between meeting them for like 20 seconds or being front row at like their concert and interacting in that sense, I'd rather be at a concert because like you're in the energy, they're performing and you don't like need words, but you're like, I'm there with them right. and this is happening as opposed to like, yeah, we can meet them and be like, oh, thank you for all that you do and blah, blah, blah. But like, if I'm not going to be hanging out with them, kind of no offense, but like, what's the point? Yep, I agree. Anyway, that's not news. That's we're in <laughs> hypotheticals. We're in fan fiction now. <laughs> look look for our book, BTS fan fiction coming to stores near you. <laughs> oh, we know how that fa- fan fiction would go. All of a sudden they all speak fluent English. Um <laughs> And we have no, I okay. We're we're not gonna get into this because yeah, sorry, that's a different episode, different time. I I, yeah, we don't have time, and I'll keep going. And and we're supposed to be a clean show, so um, we can't get into my fanfic right now. (laughs) But if you guys want, we can talk about that later, bonus episodes. So just like tweet at us or something if you if that's something you want. But let's get back to the news. That's what you're here for, right? Let's talk about actual BTS reality. Let's get into burn the stage just really quickly. We've talked about this at length in other episodes, but if you didn't know, they're coming out with a movie worldwide, me and the worldwide, they're coming out with a movie. It's only going to be shown like pretty much the weekend of November 15th. Uh, Tickets went on sale, well, before October 22nd, but they actually just released the official trailer for it. Did you see my bag? Did you see my bag? Yeah, and it's (laughs) so cute and for some reason I've been really emotional lately and since BTS has come into my life and everything makes me cry and I started tearing up at the trailer so if you live in Texas tweet at us and let me know where you live in Texas and maybe you can uh, go to the movie with me and watch me cry because I will be crying the whole time I guarantee you and I just I got chills and I'm glad I'm seeing it now as Erica said, like, we love them so much. And I feel like I feel so connected to them. And I'm so proud of them. And I know this was their tour last year for their week's Mm -hmm. tour. But just to see kind of their life and kind of behind the scenes of it. And I'm really interested to see the interviews and seeing how they live while they're on tour. And that'll kind of let us know how this tour went and what to expect from their next tour. Yeah, I'm just I'm gonna cry the whole time. So I'm super excited. Like I watched the trailer now that it's been around for a little bit, like a day, (laughs) it might be subtitled, but it wasn't. So I had to just go with my feelings. It's very visually based. So I didn't think that I don't think I lost too much by not hearing exactly what they said in certain moments. But there are a couple of little clips of interviews that I'm going to look forward to understanding. But here's my thing. I wish that I got actually more than one ticket because I think the problem is going to be like having to dart between reading subtitles and looking at their faces and trying to catch everything else that's going on. And so I didn't really think about that until now. So that's going to be maybe a little bit of a challenge 
only seeing it once. You know, I'm still just thankful and grateful that I got a ticket and that um, I'll be able to see it. And so, yeah, definitely we plan on reviewing and telling you guys our reactions to that and everything. But seeing the trailer was really exciting. And I just love these guys. They're just, I don't know if reincarnation exists, but if it did, I'd come back as BTS, <laughs> let's be honest. Um, <laughs> something else I wanted to actually mention in terms of um, in-person events, which this is going to be m- both Molly and mine's our first event doing anything with other ARMY. Um, BTS actually has something coming to the United States, and it's the official BT Cosmetics pop-up store. So in a previous episode, we talked about how uh, BTS has a collaboration, a cosmetics collaboration with uh, the brand BT. And um, we talked about some of the things that they had recently released. It was only available in Korea. So we were talking about like, oh, man, that kind of sucks. Like, we can't really get it unless we like order it from like some like third hand person or something like that. Or we go to South Korea. But here's the good news. In Santa Clara, California, starting on Saturday, November 3rd, they're going to have a 2018 limited edition collaboration called Your Most Shining Moment um, at the Westfield Valley Fair Mall. That's so amazing. They're going to have the VT by BTS collaboration and also the BT21 collaboration. So we talked about BT21, the characters. Again, um, we talked about a lot of this in our past episodes. So if this is your first time joining us and you enjoy this, try to take a listen to some of the other stuff because it's a grand opening. Um, the first 200 customers that actually make a purchase will get an exclusive BTS postcard kit that features each member on their own unique card. The good news about this is when I first heard about this, Molly actually sent it to me because I'm actually going to be in California at the time that this is happening. And I was excited and also like scared because I was like, oh, gosh, I don't know that I'm ready for the intensity of lines. Like if people are going to be there like at the crack of dawn, I don't know. But again, this is where my boyfriend comes in because I was like, I don't know. I'm not ready. I don't know if I can be there overnight. He's like, let's just go the night before and like just do it. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) like you're like really ready to go like but I think he just likes events and likes he likes sports a lot so I think this kind of is almost like sports to him because like he loves the crowds of sports and the excitement and like people getting into things so I think (laughs) it's like that Gilmore Girls uh episode in the um in the revival episodes where Rory does a piece on lines and there's people in the city in New York City, just waiting in line, and they don't even know what they're waiting in line for. They're just in line to be in line. So it's like that. It's like the thrill of just being in a line with other people waiting for something, even if you don't know what it is. Yeah, exactly. So I think he like enjoys that. He's done other things with me. Like he wasn't super into Harry Potter, but when we were in London and found out like Cursed Child was there and it was playing in the previews and like there was a line that you could maybe get tickets. I want to stay in this line. I don't care. And it was like a five hour line and it was his trip too. And he's like, sure, let's do it. And he doesn't even like know Harry Potter that well. So he's very much down for that stuff and like for these like unique events and moments. So he was like very much encouraging me being like, let's just do it. You know, like, come on, you want to try to be there, try to get the postcard. Why not? So I feel really blessed, hashtag blessed that I have a boyfriend who encourages my BTS addiction. <laughs> like yes, that is because the Jungkook, I'm single, but we were talking about when or if I ever found a boyfriend again, they would not understand my obsession. So it's probably not going to happen. So I have to end up with a member of BTS. So I'm okay with that. 
Yeah, I mean, get you one who will accept you for everything that you are. And my boyfriend does that. So I love him and I thank him. And and he also helps us with our tech stuff for our podcast. So he really is like <laughs> helping us with this BTS thing for real. Yeah, um, shout out to our intern. So that's happening. So if you're in California, like, and you're there, that would be awesome to see you. Also, hold on, hold the phone. Because this just in to me right now, I don't know that it's actually new news. Apparently, and I don't know if this is still going on, you know how we were talking about BT21, BTS's characters, and Line Friends. And Molly and I, when we text and stuff, we're talking about planning a trip to South Korea, which if we ever do that, we'll obviously podcast about it. Um, but we're just planning things and like thinking about what we'd like to do. One of the things that we definitely have to do is go to the Line Friends store, which is where the BT21 characters, the plushes, the yeah. everything that's kind of related is is and spend like all of our money wasted on me, right? All of our money there. But apparently, there was a pop-up store in L.A. at the end of July, which is, man, that would have, maybe it's best that we didn't know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I don't think that it's still there. I'm not sure, but we need to figure that out if it is, because that'd be great. But even if it's not, the good news is that maybe they'll have more of these pop-up stores and events happening all around the country so all of us american bts fans can like you know get on that boat and just really support them even from here which is kind of harder to do in the united states or in other countries if you're not in korea right oh there's a line friend store in times square what and that (laughs) that opened in july of 2017 so the LA area store is a short-lived branch that is set to be open for three months. It would have closed in September. Ah! <laughs> um. So let, we're going to Times. We're going to New York. Okay. Well, that's easier. That's a little bit more feasible for us. Why did we not know about this? Sorry, this is like breaking news for us, even though it's like old news to like every other army. Everyone else. <laughs> and apparently, they visited the B21 store in LA back in September. Yeah, because they, yeah, they would have been, that's when they were in L.A. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, anyway, (laughs) we're going to end up going to New York City. So, sorry, everybody, this is just like, we're baby BTS army, you know, and we're just learning about these things. And anytime we hear that, we can actually take our love of BTS from just being online or just talking to each other into the greater world, it's like a very exciting thing. But back to the new story that we're saying. So the pop-up story that I was talking about, the cosmetics collaboration, is going until April 30th. So if you're like me and you're kind of scared about going the day that it opens because you're like, oh, lines, crowds, whatever, then, you know, you have some time from November through April. So you can go in anytime if you want to kind of go when it's not as crazy but who knows i might try to just do that to be on the ground give you some breaking news and some coverage maybe i can even get some interviews with any of you army out there um to feature on our podcast about the opening about it so we'll see yeah that would be awesome yeah just since you kind of mentioned us planning a trip to south korea uh bts now wants us to visit and love seoul just like they do there it's not just them but there's some new commercials out but they're the stars of seoul's uh new tourism campaign they have their little places that they want us to visit so we're definitely gonna visit 
wherever they want us to go. <laughs> Wasted on me. So apparently they've actually created these city like playlists sort of in a sense um, mm-hmm. that are available on YouTube and we'll link it in our show notes. But like each of the guys has a different list with the name on it. And like they go through different things. Like for instance, RM shows you around extreme soul and he like goes to like destinations for climbers. J-Hope goes to K-Wave soul, which shows you how to dance like a K-pop star, according to this article. Jungkook goes to Delicious Soul and he shows you like food and everything. But in each of the videos, they take you to different places that would be really great to like explore Korea and have a great time. So like they're pretty much planning our trip. So on top of being (laughs) international superstars, great singers, rappers, dancers, great people and great friends, um, great on camera, Uh, some of them great cooks like Jin, they also are trip planners. They are travel agents. They are ambassadors for UN and now they're travel agents. Like, come on, stop living and being better than everyone. You know what? BTS stands for better than somebody. And that's everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can't. I can't. They're too much. Also, apparently there's a competition. So if you don't live in South Korea, which is probably all of us listening to this podcast, if you make your own Seoul playlist, you can get a chance to win a three-night stay in Seoul and visit following one of the boys' personalized routines, following their footsteps of what they do in Seoul. So um, we'll have the link in the show description notes so that you can enter the competition if you'd like to do that and also learn more and also see any of their playlists to get inspired about your trip to Seoul. And also, this is just something that's kind of coming off the top of my head, but as we get closer and we know dates and more what we're doing, maybe we'll end up doing like a meetup or something or even like a fan sort of like army like group trip or something to Seoul, which could be like really fun um, oh, where we yes. can all, wouldn't that be so much fun? Like a yes. bonding trip. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. So much fun. So any of you, army listening if you want to plan a group trip to seoul tweet us message us on instagram email us let us know and we will get it planned yeah like we'll come up with it because we're already like planning an itinerary so again this is very much in the beginning stages and we're thinking about a year from now or so but what we want to do just letting you guys know, we want to kind of plan it around like if they're going to be in South Korea and doing performances there because we figure it's probably going to be maybe a little bit easier to get into a performance with them in Korea than like here in the United States just because it's so rare. So we want to plan it around like when they're going to be there doing a few different things. But then we also want to plan our trip around seeing major important things to them in their lives. So things that we've seen on like the Run BTS episodes and in their trainee days and all these things. And then obviously now now we have a whole list of things to visit with this Love Soul campaign. It's going to be a nice, good, extensive trip. And we'll see like what ends up coming of it. And in a year's time, if we have more listeners or more people who are interested, and we can make this kind of like an army reunion where we can actually really connect in person and connect in the place where like that kind of gave birth to BTS. I think that'd be really, really fun. Yes. Oh, I'm so excited. Yay. Yay! Oh my gosh, look at this. Wasted on us, okay? 
So yeah, that kind of brings us back around to our last topic here. Um, BTS just made history as the youngest cultural merit medal recipients in South Korea. This is a huge honor. So they each received South Korea's Order of Cultural Merit Medal. And the award is given to a person who has rendered outstanding meritous services in the fields of culture and art in the interest of promoting the national culture and national development. And they have 100% done that. Listen to us. We've, like we said, have only been huge BTS fans for a month and a half. We have not been around for the last five years like some of you army not even a year a month and a half and we're already planning a trip to south korea i'm trying to learn korean erica is getting to a place where she can learn korean i'm going to start learning to cook korean food i just want to immerse myself in the culture and it's all because of bts so they are 100 percent deserving of this award and i can't imagine better people to get this award once again, they're just living and winning at life. They are contributing to promoting the culture in so many ways. And um, I just, all of the political talk aside about like the military and stuff and everything like that, like just, this is so great that they're being recognized for this. I'm just, <laughs> I'm actually reading a transcript of their uh, acceptance speech and yep. translated. I, of course, my eyes went straight to Sugas. I'm sorry. Okay, it just happens. One of the things that it says is like billboard, and I just was thinking of <laughs> uh, me and a billboard. <laughs> okay, sorry. But they're so they're so sweet and um they're so gracious and I like that like RM is like I'm gonna actually I'm the leader but I'm gonna let them all like kind of accept this and make speeches and everything yeah and you know I just said I can't imagine anyone more deserving and something that Jungkook said this award is still more than we deserve but we will accept it gratefully as to work harder boy how can you work harder than you already do how can you not be deserving I think that's the only thing not that bugs me, but that I wish that they would realize how much they mean to us and that we know that they work hard and that they are deserving. And everyone always wants to be better. I always want to be better. I want to be better at our podcast. And even if it was perfect, I would still want it to be better. And I'm always striving to make things better, especially when we know there's people listening and when we really love what we're doing. When you're doing something great, you need to recognize that in yourself. But that's what I love about them, because like, here's the thing. In the United States, we're so quick to be like, I'm so special. I'm so unique. And like, we've done nothing for it. Okay, well, tell me why you're special. I just am. My mama told me, I know I am. Like, there's nothing that backs it up. Like, so many people who think they're so great, and it's been given to themselves. Like, and they just think they are because they are. That's like kind of the United States. They're just so humble and work so hard. And like, that's part of what makes me love them too, is that like, there really is true humility. Yeah, and I, and I didn't mean I wanted them to like say, <laughs> to say something like, "Oh, I we 100% deserve this award." I just want them to know that they are deserving and that we know that they're deserving and we believe in them and and I do I love their humility. That's one of the things that drew me to them is that they're always striving to be better and work harder even when they are perfect. 
and you know how Jimin his voice cracks a little bit or V who physically couldn't sing they get so upset when they're not perfect and I love that about them I just want them to know that we appreciate them and that we know that they're deserving and we think that they're deserving and I like that like I think that goes back to how they're inspiring they're always like getting better even when they're so good and like here we are at the beginning of like for instance like this journey and it's like wow even when you're really good like later on way far down the road or whatever you still can get better and I think anyone who's a master at their craft realizes that I think anybody who has any sort of sense of expertise realizes like there's always so much more to learn there's always so much more to improve like if like think of someone like Serena Williams who's one of the if not the greatest female or just one of the greatest tennis players of all time, but she still has so much room for even improvement in her game or like every game is like you're on the cusp because you're like, will she win this or will it not? And I think it's like one of those things that shows you like even at your best and being the best person and having all these skills and whatever, it's still about the effort that you put in each day. It's about this present moment. It You should just always strive to be greater rather than like resting on your laurels or being like, I've made it. And I feel like that happens so much with a lot of American celebrities, personally speaking. I think it's like, oh, I've made it. So whatever. I don't care. I don't see any of that with BTS. And I hope that we don't. I love their sense of gratitude. I love their sense of humility. And also, I just love that they won this award and that they're being recognized because what they're doing is they are breaking barriers. They're breaking barriers for other people in K-pop. They're breaking barriers for other international singers and artists. Again, I know I always talk about things from an American perspective. And yes, we are American. But like in terms of like entertainment and stuff, it's a very different thing to break in here. It's very difficult to do and most of the time people don't have the time of day for you if you're not speaking English like they will just cut you out and like they don't care and so the fact that they've been able to make so much ground here and like really like infiltrate the system that's kind of like kind of stacked against them is amazing again we're already planning this trip to South Korea and we're more interested in Korean culture so like they are really doing what this says just by having music and being authentic to themselves just showing their souls to the world basically I mean they deserve it yeah and it's funny because after I don't know what like two weeks of them being in my life I wanted to plan this trip to South Korea and the more that I get to know them and the more that I learn about them, the more excited I am to go and to visit and to learn about the Korean culture. I I can't even imagine how it's going to be actually going and how much more excited I'm going to be in a year to go. And now that they've extended their contract and we know we're going to have BTS for another seven years, Erica's brilliant idea of maybe making like an annual army trip to Seoul and, you know, having a meetup and getting to meet people. And we at least know we have another seven years of that. And that's something that's so cool. And it's going to bring things to South Korea, but it brings culture to us and learning. We've talked about this before learning that there's other ways to do things and other ways to handle things and talk about things mm-hmm. and, you know, bring some more culture into our lives and, and bettering our lives and enriching our lives. And I don't think I ever thought a 
band would be able to do that. And I love music. I've always loved music and it's always spoken to me. And something I read, I don't know if this is true, that people who are really musically um, sensitive get chills when they hear certain songs. Not everyone gets chills when they hear certain songs. And I didn't know that. I always, because I always do. If, if a song really hits me and touches me, my whole body, like I can feel it and I get chills. And there's a lot of BTS songs that that happens to me. But I never thought that a band could affect my life as much as they have. And for the better. And it hasn't been... I have been a little obsessive in certain ways, but it's only made me more productive, funnily enough. And I've I've done a lot of things and accomplished a lot of things in the last month and a half than I ever could have thought. I think a word that I would use to describe BTS is transcendent. And I mean that in a cultural sense, but I also mean that just... In general, like they're more than a group to us. And I'm sure if you're a fan, you probably already agree with that. But when Molly was talking about their cultural impact, to me, it's like it's an exchange. They're giving us a glimpse into a world that we never really would have noticed or paid attention to on our own. Mm -hmm. And the great thing about that is like when you have diversity, you have options. Like, it just gives you more ways of living that maybe suit you better. And it's not necessarily about, like, judging or, like, this is wrong, this is right. I mean, we might do a little bit of that. But, but like, the thing is, is, like, it's so cool to see things done differently and things that you never would have thought about doing differently because you're just so used to one way of things. Mm -hmm. And so I love that they're exposing us to that. And like I said, I've never seen people, celebrities, a group function this well to get along this well, to genuinely care about each other, to genuinely be there for each other, to be so open, but yet so vulnerable. When I watch those videos on YouTube of them, I I don't mean to get emotional myself, but like I watch the Love Yourself Tour video clips, right? Mm -hmm. And one of my favorite things to watch were like their opening statements for the concerts and their Mm -hmm. closing statements. And I've never really even seen anything like that. Like the closest, and I know I mention her all the time, is Taylor Swift. And she likes to personalize her concerts and she'll say comments here and there. And every time she'll maybe do like a little thing in the middle and talk just a little bit. But I've never seen anything the way that BTS does it. When the end of the concert comes and they all take the time to like really truly from the bottom of their hearts, thank the fans for being there to speak mm-hmm. to them. And then when that ending song comes on and you can see them going to like the edge of the stage to like go back down and you can tell like they want to linger. They want to mm-hmm. be there longer. They're waving. Yep. They're making eye contact. They're like just taking it all in. And for me, like what that reminds me of is like I can be a recluse, you know, <laughs> yep. but I can also be a really social person. And when I'm in a place that I'm socially comfortable, I want to be there forever. And so like a part, it could be a party that I had a really good time at and I'm like the last person to leave or the wedding a wedding I'm the last person to leave because I just wanted to last longer and Mm -hmm. when you have like obviously when you're at a concert and you're the fan at the concert you want that to like happen and you're like oh man I wish this night wouldn't be over and I want it to linger but the fact that the artist isn't like okay concert's done bye yeah I'm ready to go home yeah time to shower and trap onto the next city. Like the fact that they want to stay there just as long as you do, that they are trying to reach out and like, be like, they just love it so much. Like I've never like seen anything like that. I didn't even know that like that sort of bond could, 
could exist or like this bond of like what I was saying before, like if we meet them, it might be like awkward. This bond of like they we know them so well and they're so important to our lives. But I feel like even though they don't know us individually, like they feel like our energy and they like kind of yeah. know. And it's like kind of this transfer thing. And like we're all in like the same wave length or the same bubble or whatever you want to call it. And I've never really been a part of that. Like I knew like I loved in back to the old days. <laughs> I knew I loved in sync like hardcore. And they were like my lives back in the day when I was like younger. It wasn't the same. Like, again, it was like very much one sided, like like just for me and like, oh, I love their music so much but with this like and we talk about this a lot I just feel such a connection and like a greater sense of like my life opening up to so many like opportunities and stuff and like I don't want to get emotional but it does make you like so emotional that like up until like you know a little bit ago we didn't even know they existed and then to like come into this and to have it like be so like transformative uplifting and positive and like molly's mentioned this before don't mean to get so emotional we're both in like places in our life where we've experienced a lot of loss and this could be like a really dark time of our lives but it isn't and bts is like a really big part of like providing a lot of light and happiness for us with like you know losing like you know people in different ways in our lives whether it's through a death or a breakup or you know stuff like that and so like I've been like really grateful for them, but it hasn't been just about like, oh, here's a fun song. It's been more than that. It's been like something that like I can just really invest in in a, in a really cool way. They're just so positive and like I just love the little people that they are and I feel like they're little angels of light, you know? Back to the cultural thing. It's more that it's a movement, you know, it's more than just a song and a hot record or whatever. And I think that's what being army is about. And so when people see that this is a very passionate fan base, maybe from the outside looking in, they're like, oh, they're just like teenage girls who, you know, are just like hormonal. But it's not that. No. It goes much deeper much deeper than that and it's about more than just age it's about more than just music it's about everything and you know bts is kind of like a lifestyle at this point i'm just really grateful for them and i think they really do deserve this it's what they represent and to add to what erica was saying they it's not just a distraction it is a distraction but it's it's a good distraction. It, it's that light and positivity that we both needed. I really don't want to think about what state I would be in or my mind would be in right now if BTS would not have come into my life when they did. You know, they, they openly talk about depression and things going on. And I would be in a state of depression if they weren't, wouldn't have come into my life when they did when when I say Jimin is an angel I mean it they literally have been angels in our lives especially my life I've needed the distraction and Erica alluded to this earlier it's brought our friendship closer together you know how like and I just thought of this and I don't know if this is deep or not deep at all but in some ways you know there are dream you know like our dream group but in some ways like all of us army are their dream but this is about more like this is like a dream of like, wow, 
you want to make music to impact people. You want to make music that matters. You want to be a person whose life matters. You want to have significance. You want to break down barriers. You want to do all of these things and you can do it while being yourself and doing something that just makes you happy and enjoyable. That is the dream for, I think, anybody. Anyone. Mm-hmm. But then their dream, it kind of has like this ripple effect of inspiring and giving a dream back to us. And so for us to have this art be so impactful and meaningful, like that's a dream as well. You know what I mean? Like to have this, I don't even want to say escape, but this like new sense of reality for our lives is like this major thing that like, wow, what an amazing gift they've been given to be able to do this. And what an amazing gift that we're able to like receive this. And like I said, I'm just like grateful to be a part of this, to have this thing that I not was not aware of at all. And now I'm in it and I'm grateful to know about it and to be a part of it. And like, I don't know. I just, that's what I'm like the most grateful for. So yeah, yeah this, this is a very intense relationship uh, with BTS. <laughs> it is. And to what you said earlier too, I can't imagine my life without them, to be honest. And to, to think that, like you said, a few short months ago, we didn't even know that they even existed. And I can't even, I can't imagine what my life would be without them now. So so yeah, so that's the dream, like I think as a musician, as a group is like to be able to impact people's lives where it's like, oh, before BTS, now after, like what you're doing and what you've created and what you've decided to do, the decisions you've made in your life have a worldwide impact and that's amazing. And what we can take from it as individuals and as fans of them is to know that there are things that we can do in our lives that may do the same thing. So if you're scared about like putting yourself out there or about creating your art or doing your own thing, just know that it could really bring a lot of light to someone else and it can bring them a lot of hope and happiness. And it's not about the numbers. It's not about any of that. Whatever you're thinking of doing or if you want to be happier like don't be like afraid to do that and I feel like BTS has taught us that and that's why even a month into liking them we're doing a podcast and putting ourselves out there this is something that's like really scary to me like I'm pretty private and I don't like to do I know it seems weird but I don't like to do stuff like this <laughs> but like <laughs> with us doing this we just feel so comfortable it's just something about BTS that helps us to be more of ourselves and like I think that's what they want us to do and by being themselves they allow us to do that I just hope people are like encouraged by them because I know I am too and um, I think they're doing so much to make the world a better place I do too I'm not as of private person um <laughs> but it, it is scary to me too I can't even put words into you know how I feel about us doing this and it's all because of BTS and they have given us the courage they've given us the drive they've given us the content they've given us everything to be able to do something that that's not in our comfort zone for both of us and that I feel like that we have needed to do and wanted to do and it's just made our lives better already and I can't wait to see what happens 
I mean, every day something's happening and, and it's different and we're just, we get so excited and we couldn't wait to record this episode and the new song's going to drop and we're going to have something else to talk about. The movie's going to come out and then who who knows what else they're going to throw at us and we're going to always have something to talk about. And we love them for that and for bringing us this outlet for us and something for us to focus on and, and, and to maybe. hopefully bring... Yeah, I think I was going to say the same thing as you. I was like, and maybe to bring us to some of you out there. Like we said, we don't know what the future holds. Maybe, you know, you're listening to this episode and maybe, and we don't know who you are right now, but maybe in a year from now or whatever, two years, who knows, but like, we'll be meeting each other and our lives will be changed and we'll look back and be like, was there a time that we didn't know each other? And it's so weird that we didn't. And now, you know, it's just bringing so many great things and people into our lives so like again we said like we'd love to like meet them and everything but maybe it's not about that you know we're meeting them through the music we're meeting them through the movies the videos and everything like that maybe it's about like they're here to bring us to the people that we're supposed to really like connect to in life truly and to walk with life you know walk through life with life with yep Mm -hmm. I totally feel that with like my boyfriend and everything but like you know when you meet people who are very special to you you realize like oh yeah like this is definitely meant to be and I feel like BTS is like this kind of catalyst or like this like mechanism for maybe opening my life up to like the next stage of what it's going to be you know we again we had really big losses in our lives but after that loss maybe there comes room for like this next iteration of like really something beautiful hopefully to come after like any tragedy or loss so I'm looking forward to that and I'm so glad that we just we have them me too and I'm looking, thank you guys so much <laughs> for a really long time. And <laughs> we're never going to have a specific time of, we say this every time, we could literally talk about BTS for days. You know, Erica was traveling and we just had, we had a lot to talk about. And so thank you if you stuck around this long for listening. <laughs> and <laughs> we might have lost you somewhere, but we love you. Really, we want to meet you. I'm 100% serious about having an ARMY meetup in Seoul. We're going regardless. So if you're able to go and if you want to go, let us know and we'll get planning a big trip. A lot of fun stuff to do. We'll keep you guys posted on that. With that said, why say no, even if you want to, because we took too long. Why say no when When you you can say B T. Yes. Yes. Hopefully we'll see you next time. (laughs) Bye.